Welcome to episode... <coughs> okay, maybe I should have started later. <coughs> we're not, we're not yeah. restarting. That doesn't happen in this show. Welcome to episode 41 of Tech of Tea. I'm, as always, your host, Brody Robertson. And today's guest is someone who I've been... Tr- not trying, just wanting to bring on for a while. I knew it would come on as soon as I asked him. Welcome to the show, DistroTube. How's it going, Brody? Oh, not too bad. Like, I've, I've been saying for like the past three or four months that I was like, oh, I'm going to go ask DT to come onto the show. Because back when I had, what, like a thousand or so subs, you're like, oh, yeah, do you want to do a, a, a collab at some point? And nothing really ever happened with that because I didn't have any ideas for it. But I knew that once I asked you, you would actually come on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm easy to to get on camera. So I've done a. I, I mean, I've appeared on a, a bunch of other channels. Mm-hmm. You know, typically, when people ask me, I've got no problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If, I, anybody I, that wants to sit around and just chat, you know, whether it be about Linux computers or just life in general, you know, th- these are always fun. Mm. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, that, that's part of the reason I started the podcast anyway. I just. I find it fun to chat with people, and it gives me an excuse to talk to people that I otherwise wouldn't really get a chance to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, uh, well, today it was a little hectic. I know we were we we're just starting recording, mm-hmm. but I had actually just finished editing and publishing a video, like, uh, not even an hour ago. I was actually trying to get something done as quick as I could because I knew I was. Uh, we had scheduled this appointment. Mm-hmm. And I never miss an appointment, but it was starting to run kind of late. I, so okay, I'm, make, I'm glad I got what I wanted to yeah. To make you feel slightly better about it, it's nine in the morning here. Mm-hmm. So I have the entire yeah. day ahead of me. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, my day started pretty early. I actually got up and went to the gym this morning, worked out, mm-hmm. then came and made a video for my channel. And now I'm doing this with you. And once this is done, I'm probably going to drink a couple of beers and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I did notice you were wearing that um, Anytime Fitness shirt a few videos back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was like a, a massive chain that came out of Australia because there's Anytime Fitness here as well. I thought it was just an Australian thing. No, they're all over the US. Mm, okay. Yeah, I've been a member of Anytime for, for about five years. About five years ago, I started working out in a serious way because I was pretty out of shape. And I had some issues with my back. I've had some serious back issues that I was actually worried that when I signed up and started working out, I wouldn't even be able to work out. But oddly enough, it actually straightened things out. My back, you know, kind of, it worked out all the kinks, just mm-hmm. lifting weights and just doing something physical. And I've just stuck with it. Yeah, I've been kind of lazy with working out. I was working out for a while when I had, um, <clears throat> back when I was in my old place, we had like a home gym. Um, but since I moved from there, I've kind of been lazy about it. I should be getting back into running, but I just keep putting it off. I find some reason to just not do it. And then a couple of months, what is my hair doing? Then a couple of months pass and I'm still not working out. (laughs) We can, we can get into your hair later because people still, no matter how many times you say it, you're still bold. Yeah. They can see the hairline. I know they can see the hairline. But, um, yeah, I've, I've just been putting off working out. I did used to kind of be, like, pretty unfit back in high school. But it was nothing, like, major, major bad. It's just if I left it for a while, it would have eventually become a problem that I would really have to deal with. No. Yeah, my problem was mainly just, uh, you know, 
especially younger, doing physical things, working offshore, on the oil rigs out in the Gulf of Mexico and, and doing things with my back that I shouldn't have, picking up on things you shouldn't have, not the correct way. And it, it just got to the point where it was hard to just get out of bed mm-hmm. or, you know, it was hard to just put on a pair of pants because oh, you know, wow. your back is hurting all the time. It's a pain just sitting up in a chair. And it, it was just amazing. Just really just a few weeks after starting to work out three, four times a week, you know, it, things were completely different. Mm-hmm. And that was what shocked me. Cause I thought it was going to be one of those things. Oh, you don't really want to do it. it. It's a no, nobody has the time to work out. Mm-hmm. But if it was, hey, sit around in pain all the time yeah, or yeah. go to the gym, work out a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to keep up with that. Well, everyone has some time that they're they're wasting, but they don't realize they're wasting. Like maybe you'll, I don't know, go on YouTube, watch some yeah. videos. Maybe you'll sit down, watch something on TV. There's always a bit of extra time, unless you're someone like Elon Musk, who runs three companies. Everyone has a bit of time where they can go and work out. It's just getting yourself to actually go and do it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people spend so much time on Facebook mm-hmm. and playing video games and, you know, things that are really not that productive. And if they could just take a fraction of that time, you know, you don't have to you don't have to spend hours every day at the gym. Mm-hmm. You could spend three, three days a week for an hour each day at the gym. You would have been amazed at how much better you feel. Yep. And you probably... You might even lose some weight, but at the very least, you probably won't gain any weight. That's another thing. Mm. You know, just well, yeah. walking, walking 30 minutes a day yeah, will, yeah, will sure. solve all your problems, right? And so it, especially um, when people are locked inside all the time, it's, it's just good to get outside and get yourself a bit of sunlight. Yes. Yeah. And that was the problem here in February. We had our lockdown here for two months. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned I was, you know, started working out about five years ago going all the time. And then for two months I had to stop. And I was actually concerned after two months, well, you don't get in the habit of not going. Mm. Well, and the very first day they opened everything back up, I was back in the gym and it was like, I never missed a beat. So it's just going to be like, you're a bit stiffer than you were before. It's just, but once you get past that, well, you bit, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't try to go as hard as you're going before, because then you're going to no, put yourself out no. of the gym for a while. I've, I've done that a couple yeah, of times. You hurt Mm. Oh, I, I've seen guys get injured doing things they shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's usually what happens when I start running again. I'll push myself a bit more. Like I've I've run for like six or so months in blocks, and every time I mm-hmm. stop because I do something stupid and hurt myself. I used to run uh, on a regular basis. Um, you know, I could run, you know, four miles no problem. And, but I, I ended up stopping the running, at least not on a regular basis, because I was having problems with tendonitis mm. in, in one of my feet, which is, you know, this the tendon gets inflamed and it doesn't really hurt all the time, but anything that touches it, yeah, it's excruciating. Like if you bumped it like against the corner of a table or something, you would be on the floor crying. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it hurts that bad. <laughs> so after a couple of bouts of tendonitis, I was like, you know what? Let's not stress that tendon as much anymore. So instead of running now, I, I spend a lot more time on the elliptical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ellipticals are great as well. I've got a, um, yeah. uh, like a, what's it called? A bike trainer thing. So you can put your like bike on it and then basically turn it into an elliptical. That's perfectly fine. Because my area, mm-hmm. my area is kind of hilly. And 
getting into cycling again in a hilly area isn't isn't the most fun experience. Man, I, I wish I had heels because I, I do like biking too, mm-hmm. but because of where I live in Louisiana, you know, the, half the state is essentially just a floodplain mm. for the Mississippi River, you know, before they diked up all the rivers. So it's, it's flatland. There's not a hill to be seen. <laughs> so, uh, I wish there were some, some hills. Yeah, Australia is good for that. Like, make... You can go like five minutes away from one area. It's flat there. Then you go to where I am. It's mm-hmm. super hilly. Then five minutes down the road again, it's flat again. Yeah. It'd just be nice to break the monotony of everything looking the same. Right? Mm, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I like going visiting, uh, going visiting my parents a lot because um, they live in the um, South Australia Riverlands, which, as the name would suggest, there are lots of rivers there. And mm-hmm. it's just... It's a different look from being in the suburbs all the time. And as much as I like where I am, you do definitely get sick of seeing houses everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I I live in a a city, but when I was in college, I spent two years in a very remote area of Ohio, like Mm -hmm. the southeastern corner of Ohio in a very small town. Like there, there wasn't even like a Walmart or any kind of supermarket. And the streets, instead of being paved, they were still like red brick. <laughs> it was just, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And I loved it. You know, I had to drive like 45 minutes to go shopping, you know, like to go buy something. And a lot of people would be put off by that. But I loved it. I, I had no neighbors. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd just see herds of deer everywhere. And it, it was beautiful country. I kind of miss it. Yeah, I grew up in a uh, rural part of Queensland in the middle of a, a rainforest, and honestly, it was lovely mm-hmm. out there. The nearest town, I think, was about 30, 35 minute drive. Uh, for anyone who knows anything about Queensland, it was the nearest town was Gympie, and that's the only town anyone recognized in rural Queensland. Um, anyway. Oh, well, that, that's got to be an awesome town. No. With that name? Yeah, G- Gympie. It's spelled Jimpie. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, 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 just don't question it. Anyway, my uh, my primary school there, I think, had sixty students when I left, and that was from uh, first grade to seventh grade. I don't know what that would be in the US. That's when you're like twelve or so, whatever that works out to be. Yeah, that would be oh, like our middle school age, okay, yeah. you know, seventh grade, eighth grade. So there was three classes. There was one, two, and three in one class, four and five in one class, and six and seven in another class. And it, it obviously didn't work out, but because there were so few students, the teachers somehow managed to handle it. But I, I do want to eventually get back out to being in a rural area because it's nice and quiet, honestly. It, it's just nice to get away from people sometimes. I would agree. And I think just based on the name, Gimpy. I would want to live there. That ranks up there with, with some of my favorite town names. Uh, there's a town in Indiana called French Lick. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fantastic name. And I'm not too far away from Arkansas where I live in here in Louisiana. And in Arkansas, there's a small town called Bald Knob. Mm. And man, that is just the coolest name ever. Bald Knob, Arkansas. Well, there's a place in South Australia called Iron Knob. So, hey, that, we've got... Just Iron Knob. <laughs> There's a lot of these weird, weird names in Australia. Um, I don't know what they were thinking with some of these. But hey, the the name actually does make sense for Iron Knob, because this is where the uh, steel industry was born in in, uh, Australia. Well, that would make sense. Mm. But still, Iron Knob, really. 
Yeah, yeah bald knob makes sense too because of uh, all the cypress trees. Ah, when they start growing out of the water, they're called knobs. Mm. So that makes sense. It's actually the it's actually the bald cypress, so bald knobs. So. Well, now that we've scared everyone away with not talking about anything at all, uh, <laughs> how about for the people well, who don't know? Get- hey. Just edit all of this out. Just just cut it out. No, we'll, we'll they start. can have it. You want to do the intro? <laughs> no, I, I like just doing some completely something completely off topic. This podcast, I don't I don't worry about it being anything about tech. I, it's a tech podcast in name only. But for the people who just don't know who you are, give now that we're twelve minutes in, let them know who you are. Well, I am a Linux nerd. That's what most people think. I have a YouTube channel and a library channel, and most of it is about Linux. You will find me at DistroTube on YouTube and on Library. Well, that's about it. <laughs> that's what you that's me in a nutshell. All right, then. <laughs> so you've been making videos uh, yeah. for, I think, what, three or so about, years About three now? years. Yeah, about three years, yeah. Yeah, I went back and looked at some of your really, really old stuff, and it oh, makes yeah. me feel good I, about I how, It makes me feel good about how bad I was like a year and a half ago. I I do that sometimes. Uh, It's one of those things I often, when they ask me about YouTube and getting started with it, it's like, dude, you're not going to be good at it. No, not not when you start. So don't even worry about it because people, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Man, just hit, hit record and go with it. Because I promise you that first video is going to be so bad. (laughs) You're going to come back later and be like, I can't believe I made that. Yeah. I've got a couple of friends who are like, Oh, I'm going to start making videos, but I, I, I can't get the video like I want it to be. And they just keep putting it off and keep remaking it. It's never going to be good. It will never be good. Mm. Just release the video, yeah. make the next one. Yeah, I often tell people, until you've made at least 100 videos, you're not going to have any idea what you're doing. Yep. So, yeah. You can kind of get these, uh, I guess, ideas about what you should possibly be going towards. But when it comes, like, even... Not just presentation style. Presentation style is something you can work on as you go. But when it comes to doing things like titling and thumbnails, that's something that no matter how much you look at how they should be done, you will have no idea how to do it until you've sort of seen what works with the audience that you have. And when you have no videos, you have no audience. So just put the video out. Right. Well, it's... Yeah, it's the same thing with the presentation as well, but also with the titles, thumbnails, everything is uh, you don't really know what you want to do when you start out. Mm-hmm. Even if you I know I'm going to make videos about Linux, but still there's there's so much involved in that. I mean, what are you really going to do? Mm-hmm. You won't know until you start recording. You make a few videos, you find out what you're good at, what you're not good at. You won't even have found your voice until you've made 100 videos, in my yeah, opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, your first videos were mainly on, which obviously explains the name, were mainly on distro stuff. You did have a couple of things here and there, like videos on PWD and touch and just basic things like that. But most of the stuff you did at the start has been um, distro stuff, but you sort of shifted away from that since then. You you still do some distro videos here and there, but it's mainly the software stuff now. Yeah, for the most part, it's, it's like anything else. Interests change. So when I started, I, I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, I just started a channel. Figured I'd, I'd do something about Linux just because I didn't see a lot of Linux content on YouTube. So, hey, why not? And then you you figure out what you like. So I started talking about, well, I did distro reviews, obviously. 
early. And I also did some early videos about the terminal. I did a lot of videos about OpenBox and Qtile, a couple of window managers. And I kind of liked that. You know, I like diving into especially window managers and with some terminal stuff too. And, and you know, it got hard to juggle all these topics, right? Because people are only there for one thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. I only want to watch your distro reviews. I only want to watch your videos about Vim. I only want to watch your videos about these window managers. And you're juggling all this. And at some point, you just got to go with what you want to go with. Mm -hmm. right? You just you just make the videos you want to make. That's what I do these days. If I have a topic in mind, I want to make the video. I don't care about the audience. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I don't care how many views it gets or anything. It's just what I want to do that day, I'm going to do it. Because it has to be something that you enjoy doing for sure. Yeah. If you're making videos, you don't enjoy doing, it you're going to hate. <laughs> it also comes across YouTube. in the video. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you see a lot of people on YouTube, a lot of people that you can tell they hate making the video that they're making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's usually, I, I because, see that. it's usually because early on they'll get themselves stuck in a niche and then mm -hmm. not realize that that niche is smaller than they thought it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or, you know, interest change, you know, oh, that they, as well, yeah. name, they brand the channel one thing and they go with it for a few months and realize, I hate doing this. But you've done pigeonholed yourself into making mm -hmm. this one kind of content. And then if you try to change, you lose all your viewers because all your viewers were there for that other kind of content. It's basically starting over. Yeah, you can sometimes retain some of those viewers if your switch isn't going to be <clears throat> as massive. Like, say you switch from... Linux to general tech, you are still going to retain some of those viewers. Yeah. But if you say switch from Linux to a cooking channel, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're basically might as well restart yeah. your channel at that point. Yeah, you can't go from tech to basket weaving. I mm. think anybody that was interested in tech is going to stick around for your channel. Well, you can go from Linux to ranting about roads, as we've seen some Linux YouTubers do. Well, that's true. <laughs> but he's a special <laughs> exception. Uh, well, I, well, I suspect uh, many of his viewers are probably there for that content rather than the Linux content. Yeah, that would definitely make sense at this point. Yeah, because let's face it, there's only so much of an audience you're going to get talking about Linux. You know, it's still yeah. kind of a niche topic, right? <laughs> I think that we would like to think we're we I would like to think we're more important than we are, but at the end of the day, we're that two percent. Mm -hmm. Linux is still that two percent. So. Yeah, if we put you, if we just go with dedicated Linux, I think the biggest channel is level one Linux. I think because Chris Titus is more general computing at this point. I think level one Linux is going to be the biggest. Yeah, um, probably. I, I actually don't have my browser open, but um, yeah, level one Linux is one hundred fifty-six k. But Wendell is a, a special exception as well. Yeah. Do, do they post much to that channel anymore? I, I used to check it out every now and then, the level one uh, Linux channel. Uh, once every two or three weeks, maybe. Okay. okay. But because all of the videos they do are on like really big things, like getting graphics cards working on Linux or yeah. things like that, all of the videos hit really well. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they focus yeah on the hardware mm. side of things. But yeah, every, yeah, they don't only have that many videos, only like 72, which the only reason that... It's still a lot. It is a lot, <laughs> but yeah. Right, yeah. 
I guess because you have a thousand videos, Brody, doesn't mean you know seventy-two videos. This is some small I, I, amount. I don't have a thousand yet. I'm getting close to it. I think I'm at a bit over six hundred, five hundred. I don't remember the exact number. Too many. Too many is the answer. Yeah, I'm probably closing in on a thousand. Yeah. Well, when you make a video every day, you do notice that you do start to improve way quicker. That's sort of the reason why I started doing it. Because there is a lot yeah. of stuff I want to talk about. People will say things like, oh, Linux isn't a content machine. That's that's a meme that's going around right now. Linux isn't a content machine. Um, but there is... Well... There's a lot more than so some people to seem to think. And when people talk about Linux, too, what exactly do they mean when they say Linux? Do they mean Linux the kernel? They mean the good news slash Linux operating system. Did they mean all the other stuff? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of developers and programmers use Linux, but are we talking about programming? Or are we talking about databases? Are we talking about MySQL databases? Like there's so much to Linux. Mm -hmm. It's just such a general term. Like you, you got to narrow it down. Yeah. What topic are we actually? Yeah. Well, I, I haven't really touched on anything outside of like the the user space, really. I'm mainly talking about the sort of software people use. But yeah, if I, if I had branched out of that, even in the user space, I've still got myself in kind of a niche in here. I haven't really talked about, say, audio production or firewalls or anything like that, really. So even with what I've done, I'm still in this very small part of Linux. But I've noticed when I do branch out, those videos still do fairly well. So it's not like I have locked myself into this niche. Well, I mean, if there's no chance I would ever run out of content as far as ideas for content because it's such a broad term, Linux. Mm -hmm. Matter yeah. of fact, I, I could I could comfortably make another thousand videos talking about one piece of software. Danny Max. Like I could I could easily matter of fact, I could easily make a thousand videos just on org mode mm -hmm. in Emacs, just the big org mode. Mm -hmm. like, so the idea that you're going to run out of idea, uh, content because of Linux, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And if you do talk about general software, if you go to places like, say, Reddit, there are people releasing new pieces of software every single day. Every day. Oh, yeah, they email me. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, man, have you checked out this, uh, this distro? Have you checked out this command line tool? And, you know, I always respond to them, hey, did you write this? <laughs> because I don't think this is just a random person. To... Mm -hmm. Look, just, just email me and say, hey, man, I wrote this. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I've gotten a few of those, and some of them actually are pretty good. And it, But, yeah, if, you're gonna, if you want me to advertise it, I, if it's a good piece of software, I will. <laughs> but come on, we, we know what this right. transaction is. Yeah, just be upfront about it. Mm. But I... I don't get as many of those emails as you do. Most of my video topics come from Reddit. So I have, I think, like six um, subreddits where you get reasonable content. I stick them in an RSS feed and then just filter out the garbage, basically. Yeah, there's a couple of dozen subreddits that I follow a little bit. Some of them are really good as mm -hmm. far as like, good information, especially if you want Linux help, there's a couple of really nice uh, support subreddits. Linux for noobs is really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, Linux definitely. Questions is really good. Um, of course, I'm, I'm also 
following r slash command line, r slash vim, r slash emacs, r slash bash, and several others. Yeah, I've noticed it a couple of times. Uh, I will go and record a video, and then the day after, you've already released the video. It's like, okay, we're clearly getting topics from the same place if this is happening. Depending on what well, some of the stuff we do is a little weird. Yeah. So it, sure. it's unusual that we come across the same things, but more general topics, you will often see like 10 or 15 guys make the same video within oh, yeah. a week. Like if, <laughs> like if it's, a big, it's a big discussion. Like if Torvalds does something big, obviously every Linux yeah. YouTube is going to talk about it. Like it's always funny when someone says, Oh, you're stealing this topic from someone. Like, yes. Yes, I am. Like all these well, other people. Well, I can understand, especially the when it, like some of the bigger topics where you have 15, 20 guys talking about the same t- thing. Now, mm. they're not copying each other. They're all, you know, giving their opinions or their thoughts mm. on things. But still, if you're subscribed to a bunch of people and they're all making videos about this one topic that you don't care about. Mm, yeah. Yeah, me as a consumer would be a little frustrated. Hey, could you talk about something different? For sure, yeah. Well, I, and, I, and I've taken this into consideration a, a little bit in the past when I know a story is going to be big and I know there's going to be a ton of other people talking about it. I, I typically avoid those now. Mm-hmm. That's a fair. I don't think you miss out. I don't think you miss out in, on anything by avoiding some of those big topics because with so many people also talking about it, if you, when you're doing something different, you know, sometimes people are looking for something different during those periods of time. No, that's a fair point. Yeah, especially, yeah. No, I can definitely see that. I like to cover those ones just because I like to have my take on whatever it is um, be on my channel. When it's something where it's just like, okay, the, the, everyone's take is going to be exactly the same, I typically avoid them. But if I can add something of value to it, like I'm not going to talk yeah. about, hey, look, there's a new version of Ubuntu. Like, I don't... It's Ubuntu. Like everyone, else, everyone's gonna have the, basically the same take. It's newer GNOME. It's newer Ubuntu. Okay, we can all agree this is probably better than it was before. Usually. Well, with GNOME, that, that's questionable. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but I, I need to stop. People already call me a GNOME hater. So I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoy talking. I have about- a very special relationship with GNOME. Mm-hmm. I d- explain. I I don't think I I know about this relationship. Well, I've made a lot of videos very critical about the uh, GNOME project. The GNOME- oh, you cut out for a bit. Though. Um, that was weird. Well, I did move the mic. Maybe that was my fault. I I was saying I I made a lot in the past about Discord does not like you speaking. Good. It's only when mm-hmm. you're saying this sentence. Maybe maybe Gnome is trying to silence you. Is Gnome trying to censor me? Am I being cancelled? <laughs> okay, I think we're good now. Alright. Yeah, that's Gnome trying to cancel me because I, I've been very critical of some of their politics involved with their organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes And they sense. don't like me. <laughs> And because I've made videos about this and stated this publicly, other people are also getting on them. <laughs> they don't they don't like anybody putting a spotlight mm. on them like that. So that's fair. Well 
everyone needs a bit of a, a spotlight on them to show off the things that they probably shouldn't be doing. Absolutely. I think that's another reason why I... This is less negative in this way, but that's part of the reason I do like covering these random little projects. Because a lot of the time, mm -hmm. it's just going to be like one or two people working on it. And when you just have such a small number of people, typically you design it in a way that makes sense for you, but not for other people who are going to use it. And that's a problem I've noticed when I do programming work as well, that if I don't have someone looking at it, it's gonna, it's not going to make any sense to anyone else trying to use it. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's just human nature. Mm. We tend to do that with everything, not just programming. If you build something yourself as for a purpose specifically for you or whatever it is, or as a musician, if I write a piece of music mm. and I know I'm the one that's going to be performing it, I'm going to make sure I can actually perform it. Right? Mm. I'm going to make sure everything needs to happen in that I can do. Or if I'm writing it for somebody else, I may do things a little differently. So you, you always tailor things to yourself. Yeah, I, <laughs> and let everybody else figure it out. So. Speaking of music, um, you've had some interesting musical takes on your channel, like your your recorder videos, for example. Yeah, but it was weird because when I do, especially in the early days of the channel, when I did live streams, mm. um, people always wanted to hear me play because I talk about uh, having some degrees in music. Oh, play us something. So yeah, I've, I've got some videos of me playing the recorder and the trombone and got a duet with Richard Stallman singing in the free software song. You do have a duet with Richard Stallman. That is and, and I have my and I have my freestyle rap video as well. I did not know you had that one. What was that one called? It's one of the er actually just search for freestyle rap and it'll probably come up. It was a, a early video on the channel. But the kids loved it. Ah, okay. That's probably why I didn't see it. I don't think I found your channel till... Okay, here we go. Freestyle Rap and the Blue Yeti Mic. I, I didn't find your channel yeah, until like cool. maybe a year and a half ago or so, I reckon. I'm not sure. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, I, I'll definitely um, I'll check that out. I might leave a link to it in the description if anyone wants to see it for themselves. And if you want to see somebody rap about Linux, mm. it's pretty cringe. So, yeah, well, I judging by just your regular talking in the older videos, you weren't as confident as you are now. So I can't imagine the rap's going to be any better. <laughs> uh, I actually had somebody do a response rap video to my rap when I put that out. They've since taken their response rap video down, but it was pretty funny. We had an East Coast West Coast beef kind of thing, like Tupac and Biggie. Oh, God. <laughs> because in that rap video, I'll just go ahead and give you a preview. Mm. At one point, I, I'm rapping about tiling window managers, and I talk bad about the i3 window manager. And this other Linux YouTuber, he loves i3, mm. so he's going to make a response video about <laughs> it. just got silly. I so see like, why Man. this got taken down. I can't imagine this was good at all. I was like, it didn't end good with Tupac and Biggie. It's not going to end good with us. If we're going to have this X-Monad versus I3 beef, I mean, where's it going to lead? Bodies in the streets? So, so you're run <laughs> what window manager are you running now? Because I know you're running X-Monad for a while. Uh, well, actually, at this second, I am in X-Monad because okay. it was the one I ended up on in 
when I ended my video earlier, when I was ah. recording a video. Actually, I actually logged into about 10 or 12 different window managers today. This just happens to be the one I'm on doing mm -hmm. this. It could have been any other window manager. What one do you mainly use right now? Is it Xmonad? That tends to be the one I spend most of my time in mm -hmm. these days, but, but it changes. Because I know there were, people in my Discord were talking about how you finally uh, finally embraced Emacs with uh, EXWM. Yeah. And that and they knew it would eventually happen. Yeah. Well, uh, it, that's an easy one to get into mm. as far as if you know Emacs. Mm -hmm. It's just full screen Emacs. That's, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. So your window management is basically doing vertical and horizontal splits in Emacs. Right. <laughs> that, that works. So everything's just in an Emacs buffer. I launch Firefox, it's in an Emacs buffer. So Linux finally and becomes when, your uh, your Emacs bootloader. That's essentially what it is. All you need to do is create a, a X sessions file and make sure the executable is Emacs. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and make sure you have a plugin install called EXWM. I still haven't looked at Emacs. I've been wanting to do it for a while and just... People keep being like, oh, you should try out Doom Emacs. You try out this version. I'm like, okay, at some point I have to do this, but I just haven't found the time where I can actually sit down. Like with Emacs, it's something I want to sit down and properly try out before I do any videos on it. That would take some time. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to have not... a repeat of my early Vim videos where I had no idea how to use Vim, really. Well... I was going to compare it to Vim. Vim is so much easier mm -hmm. to get into because you can literally go through the Vim tutor in about 30 minutes and have a pretty good idea of at least the basics of Vim. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have any idea what's going on in Emacs mm -hmm. <laughs> just by going through and reading some documentation. You're, you're going to have to spend some time in it. Mm -hmm. Part of the problem is they're not really the same kind of program. Well, yeah. Vim is really a text editor, yeah, where is Emacs editor. is really something different. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah, you can, as you said, you can have Firefox embedded in Emacs. Like, that's not a, that's not a thing a text editor does. No. Vim is really just a uh, Elisp interpreter. I mean, Emacs. For you to write. You said Vim is an uh, Emacs. Yeah, Emacs. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, that would be great if Vim was, but that's not the case. Although I guess now they're trying to do it with Lua and NeoVim. Mm. So. so give yeah. it like five years and Bram will eventually bring it to the regular Vim as well? Probably. Because nobody likes VimScript. And I think mm. everybody can agree with that. Yeah, VimScript is... But yeah, Emacs, yeah. Yeah, uh, Emacs is just an Elisp interpreter. You write Elisp scripts. And it executes them. That's all it is. Just the fact that it has an editor built into it. Not a great one, maybe, depending on who who you are. Not everybody likes the standard GNU Emacs key bindings mm -hmm. in Emacs. But because it's so extensible and you're essentially writing your own programs anyway, the evil mode layer in Emacs, which gives you all the Vim key bindings and Vim modes, is almost spot on. Like there are very few things in Vim that you can't do in Emacs evil mode, hmm. where, which is completely different than like the uh, Vim emulation you get and other editors where you, you find all kinds of things that they just can't do. Yeah, sure. 
Emacs, you can actually make it emulate Vim. You can make it emulate the old Ed text editor as well, like the, the line editor. I think you can even make it emulate Kakoon, although I'm not positive on that. Like people have written a lot of emulation plugins to make Emacs mimic other editors. I think the only program that actually does Vim emulation properly is VS Code, and that's because it's not doing Vim emulation with the plugin. It's running NeoVim headless in the background. Right. I've heard people say the same thing about VS Code, that it does Vim emulation really good. I've never actually used VS Code, but I, I have heard they do Vim good. Yeah, so. well, I, I started programming with Eclipse, and then I slowly moved my way down to Vim. So I've used Eclipse, I've used the JetBrains suite, I've used Sublime, Atom, VS Code, and eventually made my way over here. And when you're just doing scripting languages, there's no reason not to be using Vim. I get it if you're doing like C++ or something like that, why you might want a, an IDE. That's perfectly valid. You get a lot of really useful tools along with it. But if you're just doing, say, Python, even JavaScript, I, I know we can talk about JavaScript for a while. If, if you want to take a really easy job and do web development, JavaScript is great to learn. Uh, or you're doing like shell scripting. You don't need an IDE for that. Well, I'm not a programmer by trade, but I have done some programming most of my adult life as far as just hobby, you know, doing things, doing some basic web development stuff, really since the mid-90s, since mm -hmm. the birth of the web. And even back then, you know, I, I learned to do everything on Notepad, Windows Notepad. God. And that was the only text editor I used for anything, whether I was writing uh, HTML or PHP or JavaScript or whatever. I did everything in Notepad until I switched to Linux. It was the only thing I ever used. That's terrifying. And I don't understand how I ever got by with just Notepad. Because well, once I got to Linux, and there are so many fantastic text editors, mm. you know, even Gedit in GNOME, like it's so much better than Notepad. I think I've opened up I'm Nano still, once, and even Nano is better than Notepad. I'm, I'm actually surprised Microsoft still ships Notepad as notepad like they've never really extended it mm. in any serious way well they could just always drop it and just ship with notepad plus plus yes but isn't that the licensing I'd, might be an issue because I'm notepad not plus sure. plus is it's under a free license and i want to say it may be gpl and not everybody especially with proprietary software likes bundling gpl software Mm, okay. I know Mac OS has a serious problem with the GPL. That's why they switched from Bash to ZSH is because GNU Bash, obviously, is GPL. They're, they're scared of that license. Well, okay, then the viral effect of that. I guess they could always just ship with a stripped-down version of VS Code then. Yeah, that would work. Like, it doesn't need to be a code editor. They could just strip out a lot of the code features and just make yeah. it like a basically an, a simple editor. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's their own editor. Actually, they have two editors because they have Adam, too. <laughs> they mm. own oh, Adam. Well, Adam was created by GitHub, and Microsoft now owns ah, GitHub. What about that? Yeah, so that, they actually have two very similar editors. Yeah. Hmm. And they actually, when they first bought GitHub, they said they were going to maintain both because the people that were using Adam were kind of concerned. Hey, are you going to keep developing this? Oh, yeah. Microsoft loves open source in a really weird way. They love it because it's good for them to be able to outsource stuff. 
Like, we can outsource our bug reports, we can outsource this development, but when it's very important to them, they are not... They, they don't like open source at all. Well, I, it's all about business for them. Yeah. What can they get out of it, rather than what they can put into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. And now the conversation has stopped. <laughs> Well, since you uh, paused to take a drink, I figured I'd finish my my last bit of coffee here. Yeah, I've got this uh, this Camelback bottle. I'm not sponsored by Camelback, but hey, Camelback, if you want to give me some money, uh, I'll take it. Um, and make make sure you check the box on YouTube that this is a a paid advertisement video. Mm. Oh, that the paid advertisement is <laughs> always a weird one because um, so uh, the video I uploaded this morning. So I don't know if you. It showed up in your YouTube feed or anything. Um, I did get a, I got a notification about it. I'll just show people on the screen because so a while back I did a video on um, Vivaldi, uh, talking about the way it's licensed, and they liked my video, so they decided to send me a box of merch. And yeah, the oh, cool. thumbnail I made for this. Or, they sent you a hat or a shirt or something cool. Uh they sent me. A hat, five pens, mm -hmm. five blue pens, ten stickers, a really ugly shirt. It's a grey no, shirt okay. with like a white Vivaldi logo on it. I on the back, I don't know why. Um, and I think there's there's a postcard in there as well. And that's about it. But I'll take some free merch if I can get a, if I can get a video out of it. But the weird thing with the paid promotion things, I didn't sign anything for that, so I wasn't really sure if like. Is this a paid promotion? Because the description's like, if a third party sends you items, then there's a paid promotion. But I wasn't told to say anything positive about them. They didn't even say make a video or anything about it. They just said, here's a thing. Yeah, I don't know about that either, because typically when people are doing paid like product placement in their videos, like you know, Linus Tech Tips or somebody mm. like that, somebody is actually like they contact Linus and Linus gives them a quote, pay me this amount of money and I'll mm -hmm. talk about the product. <laughs> There's an actual transaction that goes on. It's yeah. kind of an understanding. We're paying you this money. Here's what we want. We want this video. We'd like for you to say these things or at least talk about it a little bit. Mm. Because, yeah, I don't know. Like People send me stuff occasionally too. Little trinkets or sometimes I get people contacting me about real products and uh, can I send you something? Mm. Yeah, sure. That's the end of the conversation. I might make a video about it. I might not. If I do, I'm in no way obligated to say good things about it. I may trash it. So I think I'd put so it in the... would I check that box? I probably I probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah, unless there was money involved or unless there was some kind of agreement. Mm. I think it goes into the same category as like receiving a review unit if you're someone like Linus Tech Tips again. Like they will receive like CPUs from Intel or GPUs from NVIDIA and that. But I don't think you'd have to declare that as a paid promotion because that's just here, have this so you can do your job. And then usually they want it sent back, but not always. Sometimes you get to keep the card. Yeah, well, that, that's different because yeah, they just want somebody to make a video about it. They don't care if it's good or bad necessarily. They just want mm. people talking about their product. So. I don't know. I think the only other thing I've made a video on that someone sent me was when um, 
library sent out I don't you probably got one when they sent out the um LBC USB sticks mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I'm st- <laughs> it's still kind of worthless but maybe one day it'll be worth a lot that'd be nice but you know what that's weird because that actually is money mm. but they didn't send it to you for any reason yeah regarding your YouTube they just they just send it to you matter of fact they don't even care if you're on YouTube Mm. <laughs> this library sending it, so uh, I don't know. I wouldn't have checked that box for that either. Well, also because you don't actually know it. Would, it could be worth nothing by the time you can actually access it. That's the thing. So really, you've got a USB stick. That's true. Yeah. It's a cool looking USB until it's stick. Actually your, until it's in your bank account, mm. then technically they haven't sent you anything. I think right now it's worth like four grand or something, which isn't obviously is not uh, isn't nothing, but I would like it, the price of LBC to go up. Would be nice. Yeah, I was checking the price. I was checking the prices uh, a couple of days ago, and yeah, I want to say like a hundred grand of LBC right now. Yeah, it's worth three grand, maybe a little more. I was going by US uh, Australian prices, so yeah, it'll be a bit less US then because our currency is monopoly money. Yeah. Which is so good for me getting paid. It's definitely worth something. Mm, oh, yeah, sure. My car is about four grand, so. Well, there you go. You can buy a new car. I need one of those. My car's. That USB stick. <laughs> it, it's breaking down a bit. But. Yeah, I could use one too. I think I've had this car since I first got my license, though. So it's had a good run, like three or so years. I'm, I'm not a car person as far as, like, I'll buy a car. And run it mm-hmm. until it completely falls apart. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I've never been one of those people. I'd buy a car, drive it for two, three years, and then go trade it in for the next new thing. It's just such a waste of money. I just drive them until they don't work anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got lots of friends who are car guys, and I'm like, oh, it's a car. It gets me from point A to point B. That's all it needs to do. Yeah, that's all it's about. Like I get being for me, it's not a status. It's not a status symbol. I'm not not trying to pick up chicks in my car. I may be trying to drive to a chick's house in Mm. my car, but (laughs) I do understand being like into a car though, because like I I get it. Like I I get being like really involved in like a community of people. Like that's the same sort of idea as being involved in Linux as well. I I understand Mm. why people are interested in cars. I just have no interest in it myself. Yeah, I've never been interested in that kind of thing. Mm. Never been interested in the mechanical side of cars. As I've had friends like that. They they love like working on engines and things like mm. that. I was like, uh, that seems boring to me. I'm just gonna go uh tweak my window manager. Yeah, yeah, let me go inside and uh, write something on notepad. <laughs> and they'll have the exact same response to you, like what the hell are you doing? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, I mean, look where it got me. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're, you're doing quite well for yourself on YouTube. I can, I don't have exact numbers, but I can, I can estimate numbers of how much your channel's making, judging by your views and how much I make. Well, you know, with YouTube, it's weird because the revenue fluctuates wildly. Mm. But everything about it fluctuates wildly. But views, um, I think they tweak their algorithms often because mm-hmm. from month to month, there are some things that just don't make any sense. I'll have 
a month where I get really high views and don't make that much as far as the revenue will be down. That's like, that doesn't make any sense because more views, more ads are being run within the next month. It'll be a down month as far as views. I'll make twice as much money mm. as far as the AdSense revenue. Like there's something really weird that's going on with YouTube, especially in the last year. I, this has really been in the last year. I've noticed it. the first couple of years, I like you could set your watch to it. I know exactly how many views I was going to get every month and how much money I was going to make. But this year it's like, it's just a yeah, roller coaster. I did notice something weird back in like until May or so. My channel started dipping, but so did every single Linux channel. And now they've all started to pick back up again. And I have no idea what happened there because my videos were the same as always. I'm guessing YouTube just stopped pushing them for a while. I don't know what happened. Yeah, there was something weird going on around May into the summer. Mm. Where it seemed like views views were down. But oddly enough, it didn't touch revenue. No, revenue was exactly the same. I was, I had no idea what was going so, on. Is there a problem in their reporting as far as counting the views? Maybe mm. I, I don't know. There have definitely been a few of those this year. I think mm-hmm. I think it was a couple of days ago. I actually reported this to YouTube support. They gave me a nonsense answer because of YouTube support. Um, on that day, it said I had twelve thousand views, which was more views than I had the entire past two days. I was like, okay, this obviously isn't right. I went and reported it to them, and like, oh yeah, sometimes our view counting is slightly delayed and doesn't show the accurate numbers. Like, this isn't slightly delayed. Your numbers double what I normally have. It's fixed itself now. Had, if it was a day last week, I had the same thing happen. Mm, okay, yeah. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because I checked, I, I don't check my analytics, like, all the time. But I logged in, and I noticed I had the biggest day in the history of my channel for views that day. Yeah. And I did not make a video. So that's really unusual. I didn't put out any new content. Mm. I was like, where in the hell did all these views come from? <laughs> yeah, I was excited for so a moment. Did, and then I was like, hmm. So I didn't have to uh, email YouTube support because I already knew this is broken. <laughs> as soon as I saw that number, it's like, that's not right. Yeah. Because <laughs> your number would have been more like, if mine was 12,000, your would probably be in like 40 or 50,000. Yeah, it told me I had 60 or 70,000 views that day. I was like, like I'm like, there's no way. Hey, it's possible maybe one of your old videos just suddenly got boosted. Like, you have done a lot yeah, of videos that could obviously be boosted out of nowhere. Like, random things like an Arch install video, for example. I, I do have videos that every now and then will all of a sudden mm. yeah, jump up and use for that I made a year or two ago. But that will be like, all of a sudden... Two, three thousand people watch yeah. that video in a day, not you know tens of thousands. <laughs> like that would be very unusual. Like, yeah, because what for that to happen, YouTube would have to be heavily pushing that onto people as far as suggestions. And why would they do that for me? Right? <laughs> this. Well, yeah, we there's obviously a lot of people in the Linux sphere, but it is still kind of a tight niche. Like I could list out most of the bigger channels that exist. Even a lot of the really small channels, because there's really not many of them. There's more than there were when you yeah. started, but it's still fairly small. Yep, yeah, I would agree. I would say I probably know most folks that do any kind of real Linux content, but because there's always new people cropping up, every now and then I'll come across somebody that's been making videos six months or a year, mm-hmm. and 
maybe has a few thousand followers. But I, for whatever reason, I hadn't stumbled across of them, across them until then. As far as the, your viewers, though, you would be surprised how many people that are going to watch this mm -hmm. that are subscribed to either me or you and didn't know about the other. Mm. I guarantee you most of the people that watch this will not know about one of us. I feel and like that, uh, it's, it's going to be more heavily slanted towards one direction, but... It, it doesn't matter if I, I was doing this collab with somebody that had about the same number of subscribers. Mm -hmm. Most of the people watching that would be there for one of those people and mm. will never have heard about the other just because most people don't subscribe to like every single yeah. YouTuber that does the topic they're following. They, they, I, I want to learn a little bit about Linux. I'm going to subscribe to two or three channels to learn about it. I'm not going to subscribe to a hundred yeah, Linux channels. Fair. That's not what most people do. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, I've got my small group of people I tend to watch. I don't watch much Linux content anymore. I find it kind of difficult to watch. Um, I've talked about this before. It always feels like I'm just watching my own video. I'm just like, okay, I can. here's what I could do here. Here's what I could do there. Uh, it. I don't find it relaxing to watch Linux videos anymore. But... Yeah, yeah. especially if you make a lot of content. And for me... You know, I spent so many hours making content. <laughs> like my, my videos typically are going to take, I don't know, four to six hours for me to record and edit and everything. And I make, you know, typically probably five or six videos a week. I'm sitting in front of this computer a lot. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm done, okay, let me continue to sit in front of this computer and pull up YouTube and watch videos about people making videos about the same topics I talk about. I, I just want to blow my brains out at that point. <laughs> like, I can't do that. I just, typically, when I'm done here, I step away from this computer. I got to mm. get away. So. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I, and if, I'm, uh, sorry? if I'm on YouTube, I'm going to watch something so not tech-related, like the furthest thing from technology. I'm going to watch cute cat videos, you know, something just ridiculous. Yeah, that's fair. Get I was, was going to ask <laughs> you what you watch when you do get a chance to watch it, but yeah, I, I get the feeling. I... I, I typically watch skit comedy. Uh, yeah. So it's just, I, I do occasionally watch like Linus tech tips. I just like, I do like the general tech stuff because that's not really as, it's not anywhere near as related to what I'm doing is going and watching, say like, here's this video on X monad, for example, like those videos, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. Unless it's something where I'm like, I need to know this to do something. Like, I'm going to maybe watch a video on, like, MySQL or something like that. Because I want to know how to do something with MySQL. But that's well, those the... videos, yeah. Right. Mm. Typically, a lot of the content you do, and a lot of the content I do, are for people looking for solutions to a problem. They're not there to be entertained. Yeah. So. I do try to make, obviously, still try to make the videos entertaining in some way. But not, not the same sort of way that... You would in like a skit comedy, for example. Well, every now and then you do have to do something different. Every now and then you got to do a little. Oh, you're getting censored again. Discord is really shit. <laughs> I wonder if it shouldn't be a problem with my network here at the house. I have issues. I'm going to blame it on mine. <clears throat> Australia is still in like 2010 with its internet, so I wouldn't expect much. <clears throat> Well, we'll just have to go with it. Yeah, it's been fine. So what you could do is just just dub in my voice later. 
Mm. I can do with another voice. I'll just find some random voice clips of you and just put that in there. That'll work. Let's do a deep fake. Those are getting scarily good. Like I'm yes, I'm worried when people start using them for things besides memes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I came across one the other day. You're talking about the stuff I do watch on YouTube just because it was a deep fake of a movie that I love. One of my favorite movies is a comedy called Step Brothers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's ringing a bell, uh, but... I love that Will Ferrell that, that, that's yeah, in that movie? If you've never seen that movie. It's just absolutely hilarious. You should definitely watch it. Uh, somebody did a deep fake redoing that movie Except instead of uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John O'Reilly, John C. Riley doing it, they do it with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, doing the exact scenes. You know, some some of the funny scenes, and it's it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone um, over on Library, he has a channel where he just does deep fake videos. One of his early videos was uh, putting Luke's face onto mine. And it was, it was when the beard was short. Obviously, the beard does get in the way, but it still looked surprisingly good. And I was, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried for the the future. <laughs> uh, they didn't make you bold, I hope. Uh no, they didn't make me bold. <laughs> I have you, seen pictures of Luke with, with hair, and it's it's weird. Well, people that are actually balding, mm -hmm. yeah, you have to shave your head because it does start looking pretty bad mm. once you have some patching going on. Yeah, yeah. So why mm. do you actually shave your head anyway? I don't think I've heard you say that. Okay, well, this was about 17, 18 years ago mm -hmm. at the time. I was in graduate school. I was working on a master's degree, and I was flat broke. and I was waiting on some student loans to come in, you know, eating ramen noodles every day, and I couldn't afford a haircut. <laughs> so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to cut my own hair. So for two or three months, you know, every time I needed a haircut every three weeks or so, mm -hmm. I would just take some electric shears, you know, with the proper guards and cut yeah. my own hair. And, uh, it, it looked all right. After a while, man, I, I'm tired of cutting my own hair. Let's just shave. And then I just stuck with it. All right. I'm then. never paying for a haircut. I'm not, I'm never pay, paying for a haircut again. If I can save that $14, $15 a month. Hey. So at this point, how do you actually keep it short? Do you just like razor over it or what do you do? Yeah, just with a razor. Okay. Yeah. All you need is a, a good razor. So mm. not a single blade bick. Do not put that on your head. <laughs> But anything with four or five blades, you're good. I wouldn't put a single blade bick anywhere near my face anyway. Mm -hmm. No, it will chew you up. But the, the hair on your head is really thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, mine, I, every time I go get a haircut, they're like, hey, do you want to have your, your hair thinned? Your hair is way too thick. So I, I don't know how well that would go for me without, uh, without really getting it as short as possible before I did anything. Now it's, now I've been doing this, you know, almost 20 years now, but I remember when I first shaved my head, you know, it was, I don't know, October, 
November of that year, starting to get cold, you know, wintertime here. And you would be surprised how cold your head gets without hair. <laughs> you don't realize how much insulation mm, that, that, that hair sense. provides. <laughs> well, the other thing is in the summer, you burn really quickly. I can understand it because I used to actually have really long hair, like down past my shoulders. Just, mm-hmm. it, it was a weird me wanting to rebel after high school thing. Uh, mm. And when I got rid of that, I realized how much lighter my head was and how much I actually felt how like the temperature was. Like In summer, it was really hot having that hair. The second I got rid of it, it was, it was perfectly fine. Yeah. There's another benefit, though, when you start shaving your head, is people often mistake you for a cop. Ah. <laughs> that can be a good thing. That could also be a bad thing in some situations. Yeah, no, I'd maybe wear a beanie in some places. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, most of the time, especially before the uh, lockdown, I was working all the time. I was professionally dressed. And if I'm wearing a nice shirt and tie, with this haircut. Oh yeah. Mm. Definitely a cop. You can tell people look at you. They start moving away, especially if they're doing something shady. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it uh it clears the path for you. Yeah. Oh. I remember years ago I was working at a liquor store. Mm. A liquor store slash tobacco shop, cigar shop. Yeah, yeah. A rather large place and uh I was the manager there. And I remember one night, this girl comes through our drive-thru. And we have a little drive-thru window. I open the window. And she wanted some cigarillos to take the tobacco out, of course, and put in whatever herb she was wanting to smoke. Typically what they do with cigarillos. Anyway, she pulls through the drive-thru. Hey, I want a three-pack of cigarillos. She looks at me and goes, no, 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 never mind. And she drives off. (laughs) And I already know. It's like, I'm not a cop. <laughs> I don't care what you're going to do. I don't care what you're going to smoke. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that. but at least in when it, when it's good for you, it's good for you. But. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was an interesting place to work, that particular liquor store. You had all kinds of drunks and. Crackheads and meth heads. I remember one night I was store, and this meth head came in right as I was about to close. It was like midnight on a Saturday, and he came in and asked me, "Hey, was I ready to go? I got everything shut down." I'm like, why is he asking me this? And then he goes, "Well, I want you to know, I'm now the owner of this place." And he's twitching, and you tell he'd been smoking something. I was like, you're the owner of this place. He goes, yeah, yeah. I recently found the biggest diamond in the world up under the sands of Iraq. It's the largest diamond that was ever discovered. I'm now the richest man in the world. He goes, and with that money, I purchased the Dallas Cowboys, the L.A. Lakers, and this store. And he said this like it was <laughs> fat. And I looked at this guy. And Normally, I would run people like this out immediately, but it was so funny. I wanted to hear where the story was going. So I just let him keep talking. And he's like, now, nothing's going to change just because I'm the owner. Nothing's going to change. Just keep doing what you're doing. I love what you're doing. He goes, the only difference is I'm thinking about bringing on Taylor Swift as a manager. (laughs) (laughs) So I had this very large 
bat, wood stick, really, behind the counter. And when he said Taylor Swift, that's when I grabbed it. And then I walked around. He saw I had this stick in my hand. And he headed straight for the door. <laughs> and he's running to the door. He gets out the door. I turn around. And when he sees me turn around, he puts his head back in the door. He says, you're effing fired. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I have That meant it hurt me. <laughs> you probably never been fired from a job by a man. No, that would be a new one for me. Oh, that's... Oh. Yeah, I, I haven't worked any uh, liquor store jobs, but right now I'm working in a supermarket in a... Not the, the richest of areas, and you get some interesting characters coming through. Um, but, yeah, God, there's... <laughs> mainly mainly uh, crackheads, and they're, they're fun characters when they're nice. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, I remember one time at that same liquor store, somebody parked their car there. Mm -hmm. And they came inside and bought something from me. I forget what he did. Mm -hmm. But you can tell he was probably on crack or meth or something. He was tweaked out of his mind. And then I see him leave. And he starts walking down the street. I'm like, what's he doing with his car? And seriously, he was so high, he forgot he had drove his car there. So he's walking to whatever hotel or motel, wherever he's staying, that area of town. That car stayed there for two, three days. And then I realized this dude forgot. He probably was so tweaked out of his mind. He forgot even the store. He has no idea where his car is. He left his door unlocked, though. Oh, God. So I put it in neutral and I roll it to the side of the parking lot where it's not right by the front door. Because I don't know how long this car is going to be there. Eight days later, he comes back. And he comes in the store mad. And it's like, who took my car? I'm like, like we stole his car. It's like, <laughs> oh, was the car still in the the parking lot, or did it be moved at that point? Like, yeah, it was still there. <laughs> it just wasn't where he, he left it. He thinks somebody stole his car, drove it to the liquor store, and it, oh god, he didn't remember actually getting in his car and. Coming over there. Uh, fun times, yeah. Um, this is what I like doing night feel because I'm not directly interacting with the customers. I can imagine it would be real weird if I was working on the checkouts. Yeah. Well, when you're yeah constantly checking out people, you you meet some interesting people, mm. which can be fun. It does uh, spend a lot like of time it. working retail. Hmm. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time working in retail and I don't mind actually working a register. And sometimes it's nice chatting with people. You meet people from all walks of life. Hmm. Some of them have interesting stories. Of so course, you do have to deal with the occasional drunk or the occasional idiot, but you have to learn one of the rules in life. Is people are who they are, and you can't mm -hmm. change it. You getting mad is not going to change who they are. Yeah. Like if somebody comes up to you and they're drunk, you getting mad at them is not going to sober them up. <laughs> unless you are somebody comes up to you, unless you start yeah. putting on a cop voice, then it might. Yeah. For you, well, that some, might. I have, I have played the cop a couple of times mm. when it was advantageous. <laughs> Just pretend like you're an undercover working the checkouts. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, when we when we were actually planning to do this, I wasn't expecting you to say, oh, yeah, let's just use Discord, because you usually use Jitsi when you do your, um, your live streams and actually, like, chat with your patrons, don't you? That's what I've been using, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, but, I, I was um, surprised you suggested Discord. Well, I didn't suggest it, but you said you use it. I have it installed. Yeah, okay. I, I keep uh, I keep Discord around. I have Zoom installed mm. too. Okay. A lot of people love using Zoom, so especially if, you know you, you ask me to be on your show here, I'm not gonna tell you no. Use the software I want to use. No, I'm fine with whatever. Well, I always leave it up to the guest anyway, because sometimes they just don't <laughs> have Discord in the first place. Yeah, Jitsi would have been fine. Uh, one of the Matrix clients, like Element, mm-hmm. would have been fine. Isn't okay. it kind of like a Discord clone, too? I uh, think they do video chat as well. I think, yeah, I think there's video chat. I've recently started using uh, Matrix. I've actually got my Discord server bridged over to Matrix now. Because there's some people who've been like, oh, I, I want to be in your chat, but I don't want to use Discord. I'm like, okay. Sure, I'll set up Matrix. That's fine. And to be honest, I, I wouldn't... For, for my patrons' chats, I use Jitsi. But... If I was just letting anybody join a conference, I would probably use Zoom because you can actually password protect that thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's where Jitsi is a little scandalous that anybody can join and can immediately just start kicking everybody else. Yes, that was a fun time during that uh, live stream we tested it. And I knew it was possible to do that because I've, I've had that done before in Jitsi, mm-hmm. before that video. Yeah. Yeah, the, there were people in the comment section of that live stream being like, oh, Brody's here, but he's acting real weird. Like, yeah, I, I'm not good at dealing with just random people. Like, it's just a room full of people I've never spoken to. Well, that particular room might have been random people that mm. I've never spoken to for that particular one, because it was... It was I, random I'm going to try out Jitsi. Anybody can join. Like, mm-hmm. literally. I didn't say patrons can join, or I didn't try to password protect the room or try to you know have anybody kind of filter who could come in anybody next thing you know we had you know like 30 people on this web call and then you got that one guy who all of a sudden starts banning everybody yeah that was actually really dangerous for you to do because they like he could have just played something that would have got your channel like nuked well i mean i'm still i'm still actually recording everything Mm mm-hmm I mean, I mean he, he could have put something on screen, but it would have been there just <laughs> like this. Yeah, well, it, I'd still worry about putting that up on my YouTube channel, even if you weren't going to archive it then. Man. But hey, it's your channel. Well, you want to risk it? Yeah, that was just a t- that was just a test stream anyway. Yeah, I, got, mm. I don't think I even it, it might be on my channel. Mm, I probably I, deleted it. I wouldn't have a clue. I didn't bother to go look back at it, but Jitsi does seem like a cool piece of software for sure. Yeah, it's not bad for what it is. It's, we need better moderating controls, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's just people you trust to some extent, it seems fine. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't expect your patrons to start, like, deleting everyone from the chat. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that crowd, <laughs> right? Mm. And most of those guys, like, they're regulars. They've been, a lot of them have been patrons for a while. They join me every month. Like, I know these people, mm-hmm. you know, 
It's not just some random guy that shows up and then decides he's taking over the room. <laughs> so what made you actually want to make a, um, a Discord server? Because you don't use Discord yourself. I'm guessing, did people just ask you for it or something like that? Or? Yeah, people asked early on in the channels. Like, right at the beginning. So I made one. Mm -hmm. And I kind of told people, like, I don't use this stuff. Not just the fact that Discord is proprietary software, but I don't actually just sit around and chat. Yeah. That's not me. Like, and when I'm at my computer, I'm working. And I don't want any distractions. So I don't have, I, I don't want the notifications because I, I just keep getting the little bell thingy. Yeah, yeah. Ringing all the time. So I don't hang out in IRC. I don't hang out in Discord. I don't hang out in any of this stuff. But people, hey, man, create these rooms. So mm -hmm. I've got one. I'm never there. Go months, months at a time without logging into them. Mm -hmm. And typically when I log into them, I'm still not there to chat in my Discord. I'm here to chat with you. <laughs> they see my name in the room, but I'm not actually... Yeah, have you actually got yourself, yourself set to online? Oh, you do. So yeah, you actually will be online in... Oh, you're not even on... <laughs> because... <laughs> because you haven't given yourself a role. Uh, it doesn't even look like you're online. It's just got Big Pod right at the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping that you know I won't get a million direct messages. Oh, he's here. Oh, right, uh, with that, you can set it to only friends can message you. So I would just do that in case you ever do need to open up Discord. Yeah. Uh, one of the other reasons I have Discord and a Discord channel is early on in the channel's history, I did some live streams where I would ask the community. You know, my followers and everybody, hey, you want to do a, a game live stream ah, with me? Yeah. So we'll play something, you know, like Team Fortress 2 or something on Steam or whatever it happens to be, or we're going to do free and open source games. Sometimes we'll play the first-person shooter, Xenotic. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we want to chat while we game. Everybody uses Discord, so I have the voice channel in Discord. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It works well enough. Like, it, if, it is proprietary software, but it, it works well enough for what it is. And I, Matrix isn't a Discord replacement at this point. I've been using Matrix a, a bit. It really is lacking. If you think that Jitsi is lacking moderation tools, Matrix is just as bad. Yeah, I, uh, I've played with Matrix. I've got it. I've mm. got the, the Element yeah. client installed. Yeah, it's... I would worry about how difficult it is to set up Especially, it's not user friendly. Mm -hmm. I guess not. Like Discord, anybody can figure out how to use Discord rather quickly. Matrix is not mm -hmm. like that. Like it, it's fine for the most part. Like the only people I've got on Matrix are the, like the well, the only people who've joined the Matrix server are the ones who really like Matrix anyway. But if I didn't have the Discord server, I don't think everyone would just suddenly migrate over to Matrix. Well, what I did is I bridged my IRC channel with the Matrix channel. So ah. really, you're seeing both on on Matrix. Okay. But it doesn't matter because I'm not in either channel. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm fairly active in my channel, uh, <clears throat> in my uh, my Discord server, my Matrix server. Um, but because you're not, I've noticed that there just goes days where there's just no messages at all. And then right now, everyone's super active. Uh, that's weird. That's a first. Um, but 
I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. because I'm I literally never open Discord. So yeah, sometimes I'll get messages. Uh, hey man, where you been? You're not ever in your IRC channel. You're never on Discord. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I probably shouldn't be chatting as much as I do, but I enjoy chatting with the community. It's fun. Yeah. And then I've mentioned on my videos many times that I don't hang out in those kinds of places, um, mm -hmm. IRC or uh, Matrix or Discord. It's because I'm when I have some free time, I'm trying to do productive things. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to work on my videos or trying to do this and going to the gym, working out. Maybe I got some books I want to finally get around to reading. You know, something educational, productive in some way and chatting online is <laughs> not something I enjoy or want to be doing. And when I tell people this, I ha they have gotten upset at me because when I sh do show up in my Discord or my I IRC channel, the people that hang out there on a regular basis and love chatting with other people, like, hey, man, <laughs> I was like, are you sure that this is not productive? Because I've met some real friends. You say that all your online friends are not real friends. They're fake online friends. But I've made some real buddies mm. on IRC. Well, okay, well, that's cool. But. I don't know. It's still pixels on a screen. You're not talking to them in real life. You know, do you have real life friends? You can... No, I, I get that. And yeah. if you do want to spend your time doing productive things, that, that makes perfect sense. But I think mm -hmm. some people need to realize that people value their time differently. Like, if you really enjoy chatting with people online in chat rooms, that's awesome. If you think that's a great use of your time, cool. Other people want to just get some work done, and then, I don't know, go outside and lift some stuff. Yeah, go get some sunlight, right? Mm. <laughs> go get some vitamin D. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to go for a walk, lady, because it's finally not boiling hot here. It was, yeah, uh, it's starting to, to turn cool here. What was it? Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you in, in Fahrenheit. Over the weekend, it was 104 degrees. Yeah. Gotta love a Australian December. Yeah, it's about like our summers here. Although, I don't know about the humidity. Is it dry where you're at? It's, very it's pretty dry here. Queensland, it gets really bad, though. Yeah, the humidity here is what's really bad, because it'll get up you know, to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but it'll feel like it's 115. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't miss... We're out in the desert, because mm. you know, I, I mean, out west, you know, in Arizona, California, you know, it'll be well over 100 degrees and it will actually be comfortable the dry heat <laughs> but it's the the sauna here yeah here yeah. in louisiana it's really brutal no that's fair yeah i uh, i don't know i don't mind a bit of humidity but when it gets to the point where it's like 80 or 90 percent humidity then it's like okay this is a bit much at this point yeah and the other thing in humid climates is if you have any kind of allergies it can be really bad in the spring. The mm. pollen, it's just everywhere. Yeah. It's just yellow everywhere. <laughs> so if you have allergies, this is, would not be a good spot to live. No, no. I, uh, it's it's pretty bad where I'm at. Um, nowhere near that bad, but my allergies do play up during spring. It's usually fine after the first like, couple of weeks. It's just that first, first little bit of spring where everything's starting to flower. I'm just not used to it after nothing like that for the past 10 months. Yeah, um, my allergies sometimes act up at the beginning of the season, too. Mm. Let's see.
Uh, we talked about library a bit earlier. Um, so how long have you been on library for at this point? Uh, I'd have to think about that. It would be at the end of last year. Okay, so yeah, you joined the same time I did then. It would have been, I want to say November, December of last year, right around the uh, the new year. Mm -hmm. So what made you switch to it? Because I got hassled by some of the guys who are really big users of it. You know, I can't remember at the mm -hmm. time because it's not, it was still kind of new. There wasn't much to it at the mm -hmm. time. There weren't that many channels on it. Um, but people often ask me to mirror my content in other places. Mm -hmm. And the only other place, I, I host my own videos in an Amazon S3 bucket. Yep. And I do have links to those on my website. So people can watch my videos without having to be. And even the YouTube videos, you can watch YouTube videos without having to be on YouTube. If you know the right tools to use, I'm not going to say those because our Google overlords will probably give you a strike if I mention some of those tools. But yeah, I'm sure you know some of them. Yeah, well... One of them's back up on GitHub now, and I did a video on that. And yeah, I'm glad they're back. Yeah, uh, but it was just I, I didn't have a, my videos mirrored on another video platform. Yeah, and a lot of the ones people and people suggested a million different places for me to mirror my content, and the only one that I felt comfortable with was Library. Mm -hmm. Okay, just because reading the site and the, their mission and. Obviously, it's free and open source software and somewhat decentralized. I wish it was. Yeah, you know, there's need to be Yeah. But like other places, like I didn't want to be on BitChute and DTube and all these other places. And I was like, and some of these are not even free and open source platforms anyway. It would be just like being on YouTube. So why don't mm -hmm. you just watch my videos on YouTube if you're going to watch them on all that garbage? The library was the one that, that made the most sense at the time. I really didn't expect it to go anywhere as no. far as I, I doubt anybody will ever use it. And really, it kind of really started exploding in popularity a few months after I joined. I mean, I would say March or April of this year, I really noticed an uptick mm -hmm. as far as a lot of content creators were starting to be on the platform, started getting views, you know, started making some LBC. Yeah. Like, Serious LBC. It wasn't. It was worth my time to be online. Yeah, because I think around that time is when a lot of the uh, Linux guys started joining. I think most of the big Linux channels are on Library at this point. Yeah, I would expect. Uh, if you're interested in free and open source software at all, yeah, why not? I think there's um, one I can think of that's not. He used to be on Library. Um, switch to Linux. No, not switch to Linux. He's on Library. No, um, no that's, I uh, think you're right about the Linux. Maybe, yeah. My... Tom, yeah, I, I know Tom at Sweet Linux. He uh, said he was getting porn advertisements or something. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I switched to Linux then. Yeah. So. Right. I, tried I, thought, it out I thought I was thinking of the Linux experiment. This is the problem with Linux channels; they all have the same name. <laughs> but yeah, Tom, I, I forget he's like on their front page or his suggested videos or whatever, one of them was kind of a adultish title. Yeah. And he obviously has this Linux channel. He also has a Christian channel where he talks a lot of biblical discussions 
and he said he wasn't comfortable with his viewers telling them to go check him out on library stumble across on mm -hmm. the platform which no, is understandable i can understand it yeah for <laughs> sure because i've come across some stuff that was a little edgy to say the least maybe it wasn't straight up porn but there was I, i've come across some stuff that like man i can't believe <laughs> that i'm being suggested this video yeah the suggestions aren't great it's definitely better than it was before like <clears throat> early on you would make like a linux video and then be like uh big butt beach girls or something like that like okay mm -hmm. that's that has nothing to do with what i'm actually making but you watched it anyway yes i watched it anyway <laughs> no um <laughs> no it, it's definitely better than it was now for sure uh the way they're doing recommendations is still very rudimentary, so they're not skipping out words like the. So there's a channel called The Moonpad User, so if you put the in your title, his video is probably going to show up in the recommended. Hmm. Well, that's a good way to game the system. It is, and I'm happy people haven't noticed it yet, but they probably... Shit, I shouldn't have said it. Um, people are going to know now. It's out, it's out there now. I'm not going to edit it. Make sure I, I use the... In title, description, the, the end time, in the, uh, in the tags. Mm. I wonder if just adding that in a, as a tag, how that would... I don't know how tags work on library, actually. That's a, a one I'm real confused about. Because you only get five tags. Yeah, I haven't experimented at all with tags, so I don't know. I think at this point, tags are still, like, if you search for a tag, then you'll see content in that tag. They don't actually affect searching for just a piece of content. Like you normally would. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. So, what are you thinking of library at this point? Because I, I think it's, it's gotten so much better than it was like three or four months back. Especially now with Odyssey being well, out. Well, obviously, they've done a lot since you know I, I joined a year ago or whatever it was. Because I don't think you could comment on the videos. Nope. There was no content. Sign up. There, there was nothing like there. There was no liking or nope. disliking. Nope. There, like everything you think about a video platform, it was not there. All I could do was upload a video, and that was it. <laughs> Whatever happened after that, hey, I've got no moderation controls. There's no analytics. There was we nothing. We still have no moderation controls, and I'm really annoyed with that. Yeah, because I, there's there's no reason why I can't. I, I shouldn't be allowed to delete spam. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't try to combat the spam, you're not going to have a platform for very long. Yes. I understand you're against censorship and all of that, but if you don't allow people to delete the spam, you're going to be overrun by it. I think where you can come at, that, uh, come at that from is the platform themselves shouldn't be deleting it, but you should give the creator the ability to delete whatever they want. Yeah. Like, I've, I've noticed, I don't know if you check your library comments, but I've noticed that there's a couple of people who are doing Bitcoin scams on library now, being like, hey, I, during COVID, I made this much money doing this thing with Bitcoin. It's like, no, you didn't. And then there's an obvious malware link there. Well, I've been seeing not that scam, but similar things with Google. Mm -hmm. uh, if you check your, your spam stuff, other than obviously the weird sex bots that are going on every now and then I'll get one. <laughs> hey, I made this much money from working at home. Click yeah. this link. 
YouTube is doing a better job at filtering those. I have noticed they've been clearing them out recently. I have noticed that too. All of a sudden, they're going straight to the spam. And I, think, I don't have to manually go in and... I think it's because a lot of people started making videos about it again. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we're going to do something now. Now that people have told us. Even when they've known about it for six months. Sort of how YouTube works. If they don't have to do anything, they're not going to. Yeah, well, it's a billion dollar company. You know, they they don't have a lot of resources, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Uh, Hold on just a second. Mm. I am getting blown up here on Discord. Uh, I know. People have noticed online. <laughs> I don't know a way around it. Oh, well, I'm just going to have to deal with that annoying little ping I get every now and then from somebody messaging. I've gotten like 200 of them in the last five minutes. Like, <laughs> so. Oh, I, I'll, oh, well, I'll show you after, if you want. I'll show you afterwards how to disable DMs for people who aren't friends. Well, it, it won't matter because I won't be back on here until the next time I do one of these. That's fair. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've got one notification right now, but that's fine because people know that I'm on Discord most of the time. They can just message me normally. I mean, it's not a a rare sighting. Mm. For me, being on Discord, it's like a, a Bigfoot sighting, right? Yeah, it's usually rarer to see me not on Discord. A lot of the time, I just have it running in the background. I'm not even looking at it. It's just, it's open. If you want to message me, go ahead. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. Actually, how long did you want to record for? I'm happy to do however, how long you want. Because um, we didn't actually well, talk about uh, it. I set, a, yeah, I set aside a block of time for two hours. Okay, cool. So. Cool, we're at an so hour, we're hour and a half yeah, we're good for at least another 30 minutes unless okay, cool. you run out of things to talk about. But I, I'm flexible, so just when it's over, just give me a nod and I'll try to shut up if I'm talking. <laughs> I've done a four-hour episode before, so I think we're good on time. Oh, I won't no. make you sit around for that long, though. Do people watch that? What was your watch time on that video? My watch time on the podcast is always terrible because I don't actually really have organic viewers for the channel. Most of my viewers for it are people I direct over from my main channel. Yeah. The audio version actually does have organic viewers, though, weirdly enough. Well, they're there for that. It's, it's different on the video platform. Mm. Serious, long form on YouTube, I've no Nobody's going to stick around. Like They'll stick around for the first five minutes, and then yeah, they leave. <laughs> so, the exception so is... That, even on, mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I used to do that. Uh, sometimes I would get long-winded, even on... Linux videos, mm -hmm. where I would make videos that were 30 minutes, 45 minutes, yep. an hour long sometimes back in the day. And nobody would stick around. Like, nobody watched till the end. I know they didn't. So why was I making that video that long? Like, shut the hell up. You know, say what you want in 10 minutes and get out of there. <laughs> yeah, what do you actually get for your uh, average um, watch time? Uh, I haven't actually checked it out in a long time. I, I, I Check out my analytics that often these days. I used to, mm -hmm. um, but then it got to the point where it, I would look at my analytics, but I didn't do anything with it. Like whatever it said, I didn't actually change what <laughs> I was doing anyway. So I was like, why do I even bother logging in to, to check this stuff and pull up my analytics and see what my average watch time is. Average view duration. 
Five minutes and 53 seconds. Hmm. Okay, that's... I've got um, about... It was a bit higher before, but it's gone down a bit. Mine's three minutes 58 right now. Yeah, I suspect some of that is... I My average video length is, is quite a bit mm -hmm. longer than your probably. Even though these days I try to do shorter videos... I know for a long time, I used to keep up with the average video length of my videos. Uh, YouTube doesn't provide that information, but I kept up with it myself. Mm -hmm. And I want to say on average, I, my videos were averaging 18 or 19 minutes in length. So that's, yeah. yeah. So they're only watching <clears throat> minutes of 18 minutes, right? They're only watching a third of the video. Mm. Uh. Yeah, that is a, <clears throat> a bit of a problem. Um, you, you obviously still get people watching to the end, but... Finding that sweet spot for how long a video actually should be is always kind of difficult to do. Yeah, it, there are certain types of videos that you can't make shorter. Mm -hmm. Like if it's going to be something really deep and a lot of detail that's technical, mm -hmm. that's okay. But sometimes if you're just speaking off the cuff about a topic, yeah. And I, sometimes I'll ramble on. And I've tried to force myself these days not to ramble on. Yeah. And yeah. now that I actually spend more time editing my videos than I did, I will actually edit out a lot of the rambling parts. Yeah. Yeah. Even I if it was it. an interesting point, even if I have to cut out some points that I thought were interesting, just to get the video length down, sometimes I will cut out parts just mm -hmm. because I, I think it's more important not to have somebody sit there for 15 minutes listening to me when you know, eight minutes is plenty. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, no, I, I've definitely had that problem myself. I realized my videos mm -hmm. were getting too long. People were saying, like, you could have cut this down. There were people being a bit extreme about it, like, oh, you should just do all of five-minute videos. Like, if you want... No, you can't do that. That's not happening. No, because there, there's some things you, there's no way you could do in five minutes. Mm -hmm. like, if like I you did... were going to do... A, mm -hmm. like, you did your very first video on Emacs, for mm -hmm. an example. You're going to have to spend at least 10 minutes explaining to people what the hell Emacs is before you even demonstrate anything about mm -hmm. it, right? Like, there's some topics you just can't do in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. On the other hand, sometimes <clears throat> you definitely can, and then you, you try to fill it out a bit more than you probably should do. Yeah. I, I, what well, I... You know, there's... Uh, yes. There's viewers that are not, not going to be satisfied either way. Because oh, no. the, videos, the videos where I ramble on, people say, man, you talk too much. And then the videos, I made a concerted effort to trim down as much as I could and make it as concise as possible. Hey, man, you didn't really explain that as in-depth as, uh, well, which group <laughs> are you going to satisfy? So. I think ultimately you need to, it, it kind of goes back to what we said earlier. You need to be looking at what you want to do and trying to improve upon the content you want to make. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is I, 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 off, I never make a video for the audience. <laughs> I know that's, uh, I hate to tell people that, but the videos I make, yeah, they're strictly, hey, that's what I'm interested in at that moment. I mm -hmm. never pre-plan. I rarely do I ever pre-plan a video like days ahead of time to make show notes or anything. It's I'm turn on the camera, I sit down. What do I feel like doing today? Mm -hmm. And whatever it is I feel like doing, that's what I do. That's interesting. Cause I, 
I've sort of taken the opposite of, or not opposite approach. I <clears throat> opposite in one way. Um, I actually do heavy show notes at this point. I didn't do anything back when I first started, but I found that I ended up taking longer to record and taking or making more mistakes on the things that I was saying. So now I typically note out the stuff that's actually important. So I don't end up saying something completely inaccurate. Yeah. If I'm doing something that I know that I'm going really in depth in something, and I know it's super long video, like over half an hour in length, I don't want to waste time. So I will jot down some notes or at least a big outline just so I don't get sideways on something where you get to the end and realize, Oh, I forgot to cover that. Mm-hmm. I go back and record, you know, th- that section again. So sometimes uh, something's really lengthy. I-, I may jot down some notes, but for the most part, I don't bother. Mm-hmm. So you were saying before that you, um, recorded and edited, or I-, I guess edited the video and uploaded it before you started. So you don't actually plan anything ahead. Like you just make, do you make your videos out of the day they go up? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, uh, what? not all the time. Sometimes I will record something and not upload it that day, maybe the next day. If I'm trying to do some batch recording to get ahead because I'm going to have a couple days where I can't record. Yeah, I may record three videos in a day and spread them out over the next three or four days because I'm not going to be around. But 95% of the time when I upload a video, I recorded it and edited it that day. Well, I can't do that because my upload time is 6.30 in the morning local time, so I'd have to record it the day before, but I do everything in batch recording. So at the start of the week, Monday, Tuesday, I will do five videos on Monday, two videos on Tuesday, and that blocks out my entire week. Wow. I I I, I used to try to do the uh, one video a day thing. I've actually done that in two different spurts. Early on in the channel's history, I've tried to and did that for a while. And then I was like, yeah, there's no reason to do every day. Just do as many videos as you can. But if you take a few. And then after doing that for a while, I thought, man, I should go back to doing a video a day. I think that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then here recently, I decided uh, a video a day is too much. <laughs> so now I've backed off a little bit. Well, I might cut back from doing a video a day, but I do still like doing the batch recording because... I like just knocking out all of my work at the start of the week. And then after that, I can actually then go and spend my time doing other stuff, whether that is playing around with something I might want to talk about or just doing things outside of YouTube, really. Yeah, the problem for me, I don't mind the badge recording, but the editing process is always the longest thing anyway. And to have to edit a lot of videos, (laughs) it's going to take so many hours. I actually take way less time for editing because of how much I do my show notes. So I typically have like a story I want to get through. Whereas you, I can probably guess you have a lot more, I guess, tangents you go on during the videos. And that takes more time to edit out. Yeah. uh, Sometimes I cut those out, but mainly if there's any pauses, any, you know, silences, because sometimes I'll start talking about something. Mm Mm-hmm get to the end of my point, but I don't have show notes, right? So then, okay, what's next? And I wow. pause for five seconds. Mm-hmm. I got to come back and eliminate those five seconds of silence and you know, put everything together. So that's typically mm-hmm. the most time-consuming part of the edit. So when you're recording, do you just do one long recording and not, like, if you make a mistake, then you'll go back and just re-say that as you're actually going over, 
um, as you're going in that same clip, or do you stop the recording and then restart? No, I, I stop and do multiple okay. clips. Uh, I don't try to. I don't like doing anything in one long recording, even an interview mm. like what we're doing here. If uh, this was me doing this, you're recording with you, and mm. I was saving it on my machine. At some point, after about ten minutes, I would say, "All right, Brody, I'm going to pause." I cut it. I started again because I learned a long time ago when you do everything in one long clip, if something goes bad. Yeah. Right now, if something happened to that file you're recording, we just lost the last one hour and 41 minutes. Mm, that's a fair point. Maybe I should uh, change what I do. Where if you split it up into about 10 minutes, if there's ever a problem with one of those files for whatever reason, <clears throat> you lost that 10 minute section. And if your guest doesn't mind going back and recording that 10 minutes, Again, that's fine. But when you get to the end of two hours and then realize I forgot to hit the start button, <laughs> which happens a lot recording. I've done it many times. And I've, I know it happens to other people. That's why I took yeah. your advice. You said a few months back, have your file manager mm -hmm. open when you record a video. Yes. If, until you see that file created, don't start talking. Yep. <laughs> right? Because you will get to the end of that two hour interview and realize you never recorded anything. And then you got to ask your guests, you have another two hours? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I do definitely to make sure that I uh, take breaks. Is when I'm recording my regular videos, I base every time I take a pause, I stop the clip. So for my regular stuff, I do heavily make use of clips. Like I have a, say like a 10 minute video, there might be 20 clips in there because I, I'm not very good at stringing through a sentence you can probably tell from this i'm better when i'm talking to someone but when i'm just doing a video sometimes i will get to a point where I'm like i have no idea what i'm gonna say next and just stop and this is usually after like 10 or 15 seconds right yeah i would say if, if i'm doing like a 10 minute video i'm gonna have i don't know six to 12 different clips yeah okay you know, think about it in paragraphs. I typically, you know, give one thought and I know I'm going to move on to something. I could do it all in one clip, but I'll pause the recording, start again. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about pausing the recording is you, you spend way less time. Oh, you make way less mistakes with leaving stuff in because if you just have like one long clip, maybe you accidentally skip over a bit and not cut that out and then repeat yourself twice. Whereas if they're distinct clips, it's a bit easier to notice those problems. Yeah, if you break it down into shorter clips, too, you know, if you make some kind of weird mistake or you stumble through some words and you want to say it again, and then you you know, got this weird situation where you got to splice two different sentences together to try to fix the mistake you made. Well, if it's only you only recorded two minutes, right, just go back and record that two minutes again. Mm -hmm. Or if you recorded a 20 minute clip, you're not going to go back and re-record 20 minutes. You're just going to fix it in editing. Mm -hmm. But when you take it in smaller chunks, you know, when you make a mistake, re-recording that clip is always the best option rather than trying to edit it. The only time I try to do one long video is when I'm doing like the, the vloggy stuff outdoors. Oh yeah. Like anytime I just, I'm doing any kind of ramble. Mm, yeah. The rambles obviously make sense yeah. like that. Unless you yeah, just completely. Yeah, no Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, there, there's no reason to even breaking that up or even editing that stuff. Now, that's typically the kind of stuff I won't edit. 
again, unless there's some weird pause or something, but I'm typically not worried about fixing mistakes or anything yeah. in that kind of yeah, Or like a truck drives by and honks their horn. Oh, yeah. Or the other day, I think I had one where a dog was barking or something going crazy. Yeah, I've definitely had that before. Well, that makes those videos more real. Mm. Like, yeah. Well, there was one I did a few months back where I was recording outside and there was a big gust of wind and it like knocked over something onto my fence. I like turned around during the middle of the recording. What was that? Every now and then I will will get the neighbor's lawn more picking up. Uh, there was a period about a month ago where for two days I did not record because I knew it was going to pick up the roofers working on the roof mm-hmm. on the next door neighbor's house. They were using the nail gun and it was, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a couple of days off from recording. Cause I, I didn't want people. What the hell is that gunshots? What was going on there? <laughs> that is the nice thing about doing batch recording though. Then you can make sure that you have videos in case that does happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was some of yeah. the uh, a- aftermath from the, you know, the, the two hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> some of the roofs around here. So there was a lot of construction there. September and October, there was people rebuilding their fences and having uh, new tiles put on their roofs and everything. And it was it was affecting me recording because I was having to work around what these construction crews were doing. Yeah, you've had a uh, good year of hurricanes. Like, it's been... Yeah, it was... It was how it much was time <laughs> have you had to take off because of hurricanes? It's got to be at least like two or three weeks, I reckon. Well, when Hurricane Laura happened at the end of August, and that was a monster hurricane that was i've never seen a hurricane like that in my lifetime as far as i don't live on the gulf i'm about four hours inland and it got it was so strong when it hit the gulf it was like 150 mile per hour sustained winds and it was traveling really fast so it got up here quickly typically by the time these storms get here they're tropical storm force wind you know maybe 40 hour 40 mile per hour winds this thing was still like category one strength all the way up here and it just leveled trees and took out power for most of the state. <laughs> there, I went a week without power. And late August, that is the hottest time of the year here. Mm-hmm. It was like 100 degrees with the humidity, you know, 110 degrees with the humidity, with no air conditioning, no, no nothing. And it was horrible. Probably the worst week of my life as far as just comfort level extremely uncomfortable <clears throat> so that that was bad so i lost eight or nine days recording i think because i just was completely out of everything at that point uh, and, but i had it a little easier than most people kind of live close to the city mm-hmm. and people that are out further there were people without power three weeks later jesus uh, it was it was bad it, the, that particular hurricane was really nasty six weeks later after that Another one hit and took the exact same path, but it was not nearly as strong. And I, I lost power briefly. Mm-hmm. I think three days. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was but it was cool by then. It was like 70 degrees out. So it's comfortable. Okay. It was almost like a vacation at that point. It was nothing like when in late August. <laughs> you can just take one of those uh internet vacations, You're like, ah, oh, no internet for a couple of couple of days. It's all good. Yeah. So really 
the months of September and October for my channel were really disrupted because I probably missed out of recording probably about two weeks or so mm -hmm. combined with those storms and everything because of the power. And then there was no internet here for three or four days after the second one because a tree took out a massive section of lines or something. So I had no a network here at the house for like four days straight at mm -hmm. one point. But it didn't affect the channel any. You know, you wonder about that when you record as often as me and you do, especially you know, almost every day. Um, no views drop off as far as people still watching the old videos. It's not like you, you go away for a week and come back. Everybody's now they're still here. Yeah, some people do have that happen to their channels, but I think it really depends on the sort of content you make. Like a lot of the stuff we do has a lot of residual views that keep going. Like, I'll do a video on, like, Vim or something. People are going to keep watching that as it happens, or as time goes on. But <clears throat> if you're a channel that makes more, like, timely content, I can definitely see how, like, a week drop-off would definitely really affect you. Like, if you do, say, tech news, for example, that might be a pretty yeah. big hit on your channel. Yeah, I don't do much that's time-sensitive, <laughs> so... Yeah, I I do things that are, are so time insensitive that I even when it should be time sensitive, I still do it like three months later. Yeah, and I tried to keep uh, my viewers informed, like with that first hurricane, Hurricane Laura. I let them know because I was already getting a heads up from local authorities. This could be bad. People could be without power for weeks. It, it, I, I kind of knew. So the night before, I sent out. Uh, a post on my community tab in YouTube with the little uh, the photograph, the weather photograph, the, the radar mm -hmm. of the storm. I was like, hey, this is about to happen. I might lose power. I might not. If, if I don't lose power, I'll still be making content. If I do, no problem. Mm -hmm. And then storm hits. It's bad. I lose power. So I post every single day on the community tab. I, I actually have to drive in my car to power my phone so I could post on the YouTube community tab. I, I take a, a picture, a selfie with my camera and then drive and go post it. Just letting people know, hey, day one without power, day two without power, day, you know, and then just just to keep them connected. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I, I go seven or eight days without making anything. Mm -hmm. back. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I heard it can't get. <laughs> yeah, that definitely does help then. It's not like, because some channels just do suddenly stop making content and not really give any indication they're ever coming back or anything like that. So it is definitely good well, that you were doing don't. that. And some of them disappear and don't come back. Mm. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the one thing, you know, making these videos for the last three years. You know, I, I've been a Linux user for about 12 years, strictly Linux user on the desktop for about 12 years. And there were people making Linux content not nearly as many, mm -hmm. but I couldn't tell you what those channels are because none of them exist anymore because nobody makes YouTube videos that long, right? People typically flame out pretty quickly, right? They yeah, yeah. go really hard for six months or a year, and then, man, this is work. I didn't know it was going to be work. I, I, I got to quit doing this. <laughs> and that's those people that just disappear. You never hear Yeah, I, when I started this, I knew, like, this, this wasn't going to be, like, a walk in the park. It was going to be like, you're going to be putting in the hour. If you're going to be making this many videos, I didn't start doing video every day at the start, but I knew that if I was going to be making videos, 
Like, if I want to do them well, this isn't going to be like, oh, just 15 minutes, upload a video. That's not happening. There will be real work involved. You will put in the hours and you will get it done. Right, especially at the beginning. Uh, I know I didn't know what all was involved. And I think most of our viewers have no idea about, they, they assume you turn on a camera and record and that is it. Mm -hmm. They don't know about editing the video mm -hmm. or in some cases editing the audio, you know, cleaning up the audio or they don't know the, the thumbnails just magically appear. Nobody has to spend time creating them, right? Mm. <laughs> like there's so much involved. I am putting so much more effort. Actually, thumbnails is a place where I'm just leaking time now because I've started to put so much more effort into them, but it, it is having such a massive effect on the channel. Um, it's, one of the, it's one of the most important things that a lot of people don't do. Yeah, It's yeah. just spend some time with, with titles and thumbnails because there have been videos I have made in the, where I just thought, man, I could make this really cool thumbnail. Mm. I make the thumbnail. And now I got to make the video yeah. along with a thumbnail. I thought it was a great thumbnail. <laughs> like I, at this point, I'm just like I'm gonna just take the piss with it because I know that what I, what I've realized with thumbnails is you make it colorful, people will click on it. Obviously, I'm still making it relevant to the the content, but this is the picture I'm gonna use for a video on um, pulse effects. Uh, you sh should be able to see it in Discord. Maybe I gotta get out of the grid view. Ah, yes. Uh, you know what? I am full screen too in my window. Here we go. I've got it on the screen. <laughs> ah, okay. This is. I mean, it's gonna be the title something like um something about audio wizardry. I don't know. No, I think that's gonna be all right. Hmm. This is uh so. I've got two Hawaiian shirts on, and the two uh, I've got three hats on. So I've got my iHeart Goon hat. Then the two hats on the left and right; those are uh, Jack Daniels hats. One's a Jack Daniels racing hat. The other one's just Jack Daniels whiskey. Uh, yeah. And the, you, you got nice. You got a nice, colorful shirt there. Mm. Make sure when you edit it, oversaturate it so it yes. really stands out. That's the big one as well. I, I heard that <laughs> early on. For some reason, if you make it higher contrast people click on it more i don't know why i think it's just colorful things well, people like it does pop out especially when the thumbnails are really small and people are looking in the search results mm. if you're as a, is really colorful and if it's really saturated it's going to stand out compared to everybody else's mm -hmm. the problem is that everyone else also does that as well it's not in well no they don't Okay, not in <laughs> not in Linux, that's for sure. Like, there's a lot of really bad thumbnails in Linux content. Oh, there's some really lazy thumbnails. As in, there's some people that don't do thumbnails that have sizable channels. Like people oh, are we talking just about go with one of the? Uh, people will go with just the standard YouTube snapshot, and it's like, no, don't do that. Are you talking you, about a certain uh, certain anime Linux YouTuber? Oh, I actually didn't have him in, in mind, but yes, that was one that certainly is guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Although, I, does he still do that? I think he, I think he actually spends some time. Um, maybe I don't watch much. No, nope. yeah, I don't. Nope, exactly the same. Well, I'll let you pull it up because you found it first. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, it didn't really take any of the advice you put in your video a couple of months back. Yeah. But a lot of people did. Yeah. I was surprised at the, the uh, response from a lot of people that had YouTube channels or were thinking about getting started that just loved that video, that particular video. They're like, hey, man, that was really good advice. I would have never thought of some of that. Yeah, I knew most of the stuff you're already talking about, but I did still definitely get something out of that video. Uh, no. For people who didn't know anything, though, like that was an amazing resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun video to make, too. That was, like I said, I like making videos I like to make. That was. Because hmm. yeah, it's nice just to take a look at other people's videos, other people's channels, and like, hey, this is what you're doing right. This is what you're doing wrong. And mm, yeah, yeah. When people, see, when, when people see you criticize, something instead of just talking about it when you say hey you got to focus on titles and thumbnails you don't really know what that means until you show it the wrong way yes yes like this is clearly not the right way right yeah it's it's with titles and thumbnails i think people in linux they are still stuck in like five or six years ago with very descriptive titles of exactly what it actually is whereas that's not really where youtube is right now you kind of have to move more I don't like it, but you have to do clicky titles in some sort of way. Well, clickbait has always been a part of all content, even written content. Even 30 years ago, when I was doing stuff on the web, I mean, if you were writing anything, articles or blogs or anything, yeah, it's all about a catchy title so people will actually read that because... There's so many other competing articles on the same stuff. I mean, clickbait is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just part of the game. It's yeah. Like, if you, and if you don't do it, you're gonna you're damaging yourself in a lot of ways. For example, I did a video on uh, Start X. So I could have I could have titled this video um, Start X. Uh, I don't even know how to title it without it being clicky. Uh, Start X can. <laughs> start up your Xorg server without a display manager or something like that, which is what it does. Like, that's a descriptive title, but I titled it Eliminate Your Display Manager with Start X, and that video exploded. Yeah. It's still descriptive. It still says exactly what it is, but it's done in a way that makes it more catching to, or more, more eye-catching to people just scrolling past it. Yeah, I like that. I like the thumbnail, too. Yeah, I actually... <laughs> I didn't edit in the monitor. I did edit in the image, obviously, but I actually picked up my second monitor and held it up for that picture. Uh, you know what I was about to say? Because I, I actually thought what you did is you took a picture of your monitor. Mm-hmm. Maybe you even took it front on and then you used a, a rotating tool no. or something in your... That's actually the picture. Yes, I <laughs> actually weird. I unplugged <laughs> my second monitor and held it up. It was not easy to get that picture. You see, I said that was a really nice thumbnail because I thought you worked hard at, at that. But no, that's just the way you took the picture. <laughs> I, I did ha- have to like manipulate the picture of light DM to get it to fit mine, I find. But yeah. It, the, uh, uh, in the monitor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in the monitor. Yeah. But okay. that would have made it much easier. <laughs> just made it so much easier. <laughs> I think I like the other thumbnail next to it better with this, you holding the cash. Ah, uh, yes. The Vivaldi merch. 
I love that thumbnail. Yeah, uh, you're gonna become a Vivaldi shield. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I am. At the start of that video, I, I literally say I don't run Vivaldi. They didn't pay me any to say anything about their browser. <laughs> I run Brave <laughs> on my system. I like internet money. Yeah, I run about six different browsers. So. Oh, <laughs> I, I have three installed, but my main one is Brave. You know, I'm not loyal to any particular piece of software. Like, I'm the yeah. most, uh, like, no window manager. I'm in something different every day. You never know. Text editor. Or, uh, mm -hmm. I might fire up him. Why not? <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. So. Use whatever tool works. No yeah, need to well, get yourself, like, in these wars on, like, what is the best text editor? Like, Well, I love confusing my viewers because, you know, I'll make a video about Emacs one day. Hey, I love Emacs. I like Emacs more than Vim. I'll never go back to Vim. Mm -hmm. Next day I'll make a video and I'll open up a terminal and fire up something in Vim. <laughs> Man, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I know it's going to lead to all kinds. Of... Well, I think a good... I troll my viewers a lot. Yeah, a good a good topic to end on then is those videos, not just those little trolling, the the mm -hmm. videos where you really troll your viewers, like the, the gun video, for example. Well, that wasn't necessarily a trolling video. That was another fun one to make. But, you know, um, it was a sincere, sincere video as far as my, the points I wanted to make. Yeah. But I did have a little fun with it by showing off my gun collection. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. But I already knew because just the way political Yeah, you knew exactly what the like-dislike for that would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. I, I hope the people that enjoy arguing politics had fun in the comments section. I wasn't hanging out in that comment section, but hey, you guys, go ahead. <laughs> because you know what? All of those people commenting and the 10,000 people that gave me the thumb, you really helped me in the YouTube algorithms. Definitely did. So, yeah. so guys, you got played. You got played. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I think that's as good a place as any to end off the podcast. We're just past two hours now. Um, I usually end off the episode by giving just some random channel out there a shout out. Anyone that you think deserves a bit more attention. Maybe it's a a channel that uploads cat videos. I don't know. Anything you're enjoying. Well, because I don't consume that much video content. I will say here in the last month or two, I'm not really a gamer, mm -hmm. but there is a free and open source game, a real-time strategy game called Zero AD. I don't know if you know of that particular Zero. It's fantastic. Yeah. And free and open source. And I've been playing it a lot. And it's a lot to get into as far as the mechanics of the game and learning about the game. And there is a YouTube channel called Tom Zero AD, who discusses all the various civilizations in the game and the skills that you need to acquire to become good at the game when you're competing online against real life players, which I'm too bad at to compete. To compete against real life players, I just play the, against the computer. But that's one I've watched here recently that is, is actually a pretty nice channel if you're at all interested in the game. Mm -hmm. That sounds kind of cool. I've never been into RTS. I, I'm. It's just something that I, I feel is too big brain for me to understand. But they always look cool. Is, when I watch people who are good at them, it always looks cool. It is like people that have the capacity to handle chess, right? It's kind of like that. 
Mm-hmm. You're either one of those chess people or you're not. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I'm not one of those people. That's why I have to go YouTube video to explain to me how the hell to play this game and how to win. Yeah. Because all these other people are just beating the crap out of me. I don't understand. <laughs> I might check this out because I am starting to get uh, get back into gaming a bit. This is act- <laughs> this is how you make gaming productive, okay? What you do is you start live streaming it. Yeah, I've done some of those in the past, mm. not recently, but, but I've, I'm gonna I'm starting up like a second, I guess a third channel because this is the second channel. I'm starting up a third channel, which is gonna be like a game live streaming channel, and then it's not gonna be consistent. Whenever I feel like playing a game, I'll upload something there. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. If I'm if you start doing gaming on your regular channel, all the people there for your Vim content are gonna be unhappy. Yeah, I, I can make exceptions for things like Super Tux Cart, but most games know. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, one one of the things with uh, YouTube is they punish you too when uh you have those videos where you have very low watch time or whatever. Yes. I mean, once in a while, it's not bad, but if you were going to do basic, it would seriously hurt your regular channel, so it's best to put all that on a separate channel. Well, yeah, it it gets to the point where you're sort of trying to move out of your niche if you do it too much, and YouTube isn't the biggest fan of that. No. Okay, as for me, I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to suggest you go watch an Australian comedian called Luke Kidgel. Uh... He does a series where he watches The Bachelor with his girlfriend, and they laugh at it while being really drunk, and that's fun. The Bachelor Australia, which is even better. Um, it's Bachelor Reactions. Pretty much, but he also does random other skit comedy stuff. Uh, he did one recently, uh, recently, which was called People Who Comment First on Videos. Uh, he got drunk and played Fall Guys. Yeah, basically, it's a it's a comedy channel. I recommend it. Also, he is absolutely amazing to see live when he can eventually do stand up again. Yeah, hopefully the world will get back to normal. Hopefully, sometime in twenty twenty one. Maybe I don't know. I I'm not holding out much hope. I, it'll happen probably six months from now. It's not close, but eventually we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, at some point. Okay, so where can people find you if they want to go see your stuff? Well, they can find DistroTube on YouTube and Library. Uh, on social media, the only social media that I really do much on is Mastodon. Look for DistroTube at mastodon.technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes, you can contact me on Reddit. I do have Reddit. I don't really converse too much with people on Reddit. Mainly, I'm just there. To check out cool, potentially cool topics to cover on. Yeah. But I do have a subreddit. There is a DistroTube subreddit that anytime I post a video, it gets posted there. And you can comment and I might respond, but probably not. That's fair. Yeah. I, I have a subreddit. I haven't advertised it yet. I need to do that because I've got some people in my Discord. I've never mm-hmm. I have never advertised my subreddit. And the other day, I got an announcement that I just crossed 1K subscribers on the oh, wow. subreddit. I, I never actually mentioned this on video. Where did all these people come from? <laughs> I think they just searched DistroTube on Reddit and they found it. 
Yeah, and I don't even, like I said, I don't even talk to the people there. <laughs> so it's weird. I guess I need to start talking to these people, especially the ones hanging out in Discord and IRC. Mm-hmm. Just not enough hours in the day. That's to, fair, yeah. To do everything I want to do there. You know, I, I just, I've been, since the moment I woke up this morning, I've been going nonstop. And now it's close to seven o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's never enough time to, to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, after this, I've still got my uh, weekly thumbnails to make and editing this and then editing the thumbnails for this and editing the clips for this. Yeah. Come up with some good clickbait. Yeah, that takes a few minutes thinking about the clickbait. Yeah, I need to be better on clickbait for the uh, the, th- the podcast. The main channel, I, I got it down, but the podcast I'm still a bit lazy with. <laughs> yeah. And I think just putting your yeah, name I, in the title is going to be enough for the clickbait for this one. Yeah, yeah, that should be good. Cool. Um, <laughs> before we go, I want to thank my supporters. So a special thank you to Chris, Joachim, Donald, Corbinian, Andre, Nathan, Monsters, I Will, Chico Bento, Joseph Mitchell, Peter D. Road, Tony, Tushar, and all of my two lost supporters. If you want to go find my stuff, you can find my main channel at Brody Robertson on YouTube and Library. Uh, my podcast, this got this one right here, it's available as an audio release. If you want to watch it basically anywhere, any anywhere that you can find podcasts, it's probably there, iTunes, the other things that have podcasts, I don't know. Spotify? Is yeah. it on Spotify? It's on Spotify. What about Google? It's Google on Music? Go- is it on it's on Google that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's everywhere. Okay. Basically everywhere, yeah. Uh, and if you're watching the audio version, the video version is on YouTube, Library, and Odyssey if you want to watch it there. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'll give you the final words. What do you want to say? I really have nothing else to say other than check out uh, yeah, check me out on Mastodon. Other than that, thanks for having me, bro. And everybody that watched this or listened to this, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully next time Discord will cut out a bit less because it's been getting pretty bad. I, I've noticed you actually cut in and out a little bit here. J- just very briefly, nothing that's going to be a problem for you. But yeah, I, I've noticed it being a little buggy here. Well, I record my audio like, directly from my mic input, so I won't notice that on my side. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll try something besides Discord next time. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, it's actually been a lot of fun talking to you. I'm happy we finally did this podcast. Yeah, this was a blast. I'm glad I did it, too. Cool. Uh, Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything, then. And... I'm out.